Hello, welcome to Raja Reads. I'm Masood Raja, and today is slightly unusual because I'm going to introduce you to one of my own books. This came out in 2019, and the title is ISIS Ideology, Symbolics, and Counter Narratives. And it was published by Rutledge Press. Now, sadly, my publisher put too big a price on it because the first run was the library run, but it is available in Pakistan at least at a very affordable price. Now, this book, of course, as you ob obviously probably have guessed, is about ISIS. And there are quite a few books on ISIS, most of which I read before I started writing this book. But it's slightly different from those in quite a few ways. One, it is different because it's written by a literary scholar. So instead of just looking at historical facts and material facts, I am mostly also looking at the narratives. How are the stories told by those in ISIS, right? What historical stories do they mobilize? And based on that, what kind of a worldview do they have? So based on that, my chapters, and it's a fairly brief book, uh, the first chapter is just a rough historical overview of rise of ISIS. And then I go into discussing the ISIS self-narrative. How do people who belong to ISIS tell the story of their own lives, how do they fit within the larger narrative. Now, in order to explain that, I rely on three theoretical concepts. So one comes from George Lakoff, which is framing, that, that before we speak, our words are caught within a given linguistic frame, and understanding that frame is really crucial. The second concept that I use is that of ideology, coming from Marx. What is ideology? and especially Althusserian explanation of ideology, where ideology is the way in which we understand the world, right? It doesn't shape our consciousness, but it allows us to interpret the world. That's the subtle difference. And the third concept is discourse, right? Which discourse of religion or faith or history these people rely on, and how does it mobilize that? Then there is a deep analysis of one of the texts that a lot of jihadist organizations use. The translation of it is available, and it is called Management of Savagery. And I extensively discuss that. And in ch Chapter 3, I also discuss the figure of the mujahid from jihad. How does it come to be? How is it articulated? And all of those things... If you read the book carefully, you will see that it gives you sort of a conceptual understanding of ISIS itself, but also the grounding of the figure of any right-wing Muslim jihadist. That's what I'm trying to tease out. How do they come to be? Right? Um, so then the last chapter is where I ground the rise of ISIS and other such movements within the rise of neoliberal capital, where I, my argument has always been that because 
a lot of things, a lot of things that governments did are privatized within neoliberal capital. The, the post-colonial Muslim nation states lose their ability to create larger secular loyalties, right? And that gap is filled by religious organizations. So overall, I mean, if I were to just share how I reached my conclusions, and first, what were my conclusions? My conclusions were very obvious in so many ways, but that needed to be stated was that not every Muslim is a potential recruit for ISIS. Actually, majority of Muslims would be appalled at what ISIS offers. There's only a certain belief system within the hierarchy or within the diversity of the way Muslims interpret their sacred texts that would be receptive to a message from ISIS. And this is the strain of jihadist Wahhabi Islam coming from Saudi Arabia and then perpetuated in the rest of the world. These are the people who tend to be literalist. Uh, they tend to be anti-Shia already. And these are the people who are called Salafia. Right. They believe that the best form of Islam is if we could retrieve the 8th century tenets of Islam, purify them, and then live our lives accordingly. So these are your Taliban, your ISIS. Pretty much all these groups follow the same way of looking at the sacred. And then they are also the ones who believe that change cannot be brought incrementally. There must be an upheaval, and hence they have sort of elevated jihad into one of the most important aspects of an Islamic life. And then those are the parts that they retrieve from Islamic history. So to people like this, peace isn't an accomplishment. Peace to them is a threat because the idea, the way they've defined these masculinities is built around a warlike figure. And uh, there was one question that I forgot or didn't really comprehensively answer in the book was, how do the women get involved in that? Right? How do they become part of ISIS? And that's where I think the book fails because I didn't account for that. But now in hindsight, I can say is that if men are following a strict interpretation of the Sharia and the Islamic law, if women buy into that interpretation, then they have a pre-designated space in it, right? They have a secure domestic life where they support their so-called warrior husbands, brothers, and sons. So there is space for them within that narrative as well, and that's why we saw so many young women join um, ISIS. Now, of course, there are material causes for that, too. These could be people who were ostracized where they lived Maybe they didn't have enough security. Maybe the causes were just material, right? And that's what I account for, not for the women, but for majority of these kind of groups in the final chapter where I argue that it's the neoliberal capital which not just has launched or unleashed the right-wing movements in Islamic world, but also in America and elsewhere because the government has abdicated its responsibility of taking care of the people. So overall, it's my own book, so yeah, I highly recommend it. But uh, this book would be useful to anyone 
who is interested in a philosophical undertaking that tries to understand ISIS as an organization, but also the kind of subjectivity, the kind of people who might join it, who are part of it. If you really want sort of a nuanced discussion of that, I would highly recommend this book to you. Um, but overall, it's kind of hard, you know, talking on my booktube channel about one of my own books. I hope you read it, uh, and if you read it, let me know what you think in the comments. If you have any questions, uh, anything that you would like to know after you've read the book or before you start reading it, uh, please let me know, and I'll be happy to answer those questions. So overall, not a very long book you know, 150 pages, including the index. Now, that's kind of misleading because the book is larger than usual books. So if you look at a traditional book, you know, it's about way larger than that. But hope you read it and hope it is of some use to you. So that's all. I hope you're all staying safe. I will now be back for with some more introductions to some other cool books. Until then, stay safe, take care of each other, and I will now see you next time. Until then, peace and love.